Hey everyone, welcome back to Pretending With Dice. As always, I'm your host and game master, AJ. Just a couple of announcements before we get into today's episode. First up, I, uh, I mentioned it last time, but uh, just another reminder, we'll be attending our first ever con at the start of December. We'll be at Dragon Meet 2017 as part of their podcast zone, and that's on Saturday, December the 2nd. Uh, head on over to dragonmeet.co.uk for tickets and more details. It'd be super awesome to see a bunch of you there, uh, so come along and say hi. Uh, Jason and I will be there um, all day, so yeah, yeah, come along. Uh, secondly, the very first episode of the D20 Summit podcast uh, goes live this week. It's an awesome roundtable discussion podcast between DMs and players from a bunch of your favourite RPG podcasts, and we were honoured to have been asked to take part. Uh, head on over to at uh, D20 Summit on Twitter for more details on that. Uh, okay then, today's episode we're finally getting to play the excellent Star Trek adventures from Modifius Games with our friends from the Spotlight podcast, Liam, Matt and Paul. Those of you who tuned in last time will have heard the guys creating their characters, and uh, this time you get to hear them all in action. Uh, a final little side note, we actually recorded this a couple of weeks before the premiere of Star Trek Discovery, so any similarities to any plot or character elements in that is 100% accidental. It doesn't really apply too much to this first part, but I, uh, I don't mind saying that when Discovery started and we all watched it, there were a couple of exchange messages of, uh, hmm, this is, this is all seeming a little familiar. <laughs> uh, I guess the takeaway is maybe we should have been like hired to write Discovery or something, you know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, we, we hope you all enjoy this crossover. We had a ton of fun getting to play the game and record it all for you. So, uh, yeah, let's get to it. Okay, here we are to play Star Trek Adventures. Um, why don't you guys introduce yourselves and the characters you're going to be playing? We'll start with the most important first, that's me, <laughs> uh, Dr. Ferrero Rocher. Um, I don't know if the Doctor was actually part of this whole setup, but... Well, he's, he's a scientist, good. isn't he? He's a scientist, yeah. so you just assume he's smart. Like, back, back off, man, I'm a scientist. I know, there's amazing similarities between <laughs> me and this character, but... What's your, what's your position on the ship? I am science officer. You are the science officer. Yeah. You're the, the USS Aristotle. You are the Spock of this crew. But, and yeah, named after <laughs> the, um, the show mascot on Spotlight. Yeah. Who yes. now is residing with uh, the school. He's, he's left us. Oh, is he, he left you now? Yes. Oh. He's died and he's left us. There go. Uh, so I'm Matt and my character is Orson Esno. Now this name, I had a bit of help from my housemate coming up with the name, we were trying to go through all these different possibilities, and it means, Orson means bear cub, 
and Esno means to walk alone in Native American, I believe. I thought also a fat thumb right there. <laughs> that as well. So I was going to say a bit of an Orson Welles thing yeah, going on so there. I think that I think yeah, I think Orson Welles came up when we were looking up all, all the meanings of Orson and how it fit to him as well. He's very much a bear, um, but it kind of fits with me. So I am a flight control officer, and I was born on Earth but raised on Vulcan. So we'll see how two sides of me break out. Uh, hi, my name's Liam. Uh, I'm playing First Officer Kane McCarthy. I'm a human uh, from Wolverhampton. Um, <laughs> my name, Kane McCarthy, was created by friend of our show, uh, Spotlight, Eleanor, who's a previously guest on the show, also known as Woman Watches Film. Um, and uh, yeah. Okay, so now you guys have met our crew for this uh, this short story we'll be playing through. Uh, let's jump into it. Captain's Log, Stardate 58672.3. Our month-long patrol of the Klingon neutral zone border has been without incident, although per Starfleet's instructions, we are keeping a close watch for any activity. In recent weeks, following the incident involving Admiral Kirk in the regular system, Starfleet has received several strong protests from the Klingon Empire, and tensions are high. The crew of the Aristotle continues to perform admirably under this stress, however. My first officer, Commander McCarthy, remains a strong voice on the bridge. Our chief science officer, Lieutenant Commander Roche, is a frequent verbal sparring partner of his, but I believe that they're shaping up into a good team. At our last scheduled stop-off at Starbase 21, we took on several new crew members who I have not had the chance to get to know very well so far, although I hope to change that. Our new helmsman, Ensign Ejno, is second to none, despite being practically fresh from the academy. We are also now joined on the bridge by Lieutenant Sorek, our Vulcan communications officer. I'm confident they will both fit in well on the Aristotle. We join you guys on the bridge. Captain Page is in his ready room. Um, Commander McCarthy commanding. It's been an uneventful day so far, the shift. Uh, who, wa who wants to be on the bridge with him? I'm presuming you're on the helm and that, yeah. yeah. Flying. Okay. Um, are you on the bridge? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but you're fully in the chair. You're stood behind the chair, yeah. glowering. Yeah. <laughs> Leaning in there. Okay. Okay, as I say, it's been it's been an uneventful shift thus far. Um, you've been patrolling a, a, an area just um, just outside the Klingon neutral zone. Um, it's been quite a uh, quite a quiet month actually. Even though, as I said in the captain's log, things have been tensions are high generally. I think things are going to kick off. I'm very perceptive. <laughs> um, so, um, you've, you're about an hour and a half into this shift rotation when there is a, uh, a loud pinging sound from the, the sensor console and the communications officer, uh, Lieutenant Sorek, speaks up says, Commander, I'm receiving an incoming transmission. On the screen. Uh, she presses a couple of keys on the communications console and Faster. she presses them in a much faster pattern and uh, on screen appears a fuzzy, um, looks like it's kind of breaking up transmission, um, what looks to be a human male. Looks like a human male, Captain. Excellent observation skills, Hesno. Um, you are Captain, right? A commander. Commander. You can call me Captain Orson. I knew him. Okay. <laughs> It's fine, mister. It's my first day. To you, I am, Captain. 
don't feed his ego. <laughs> um, My ego points just went up to ten. <laughs> <laughs> um, on screen, there is uh, a man who looks pretty kind of bedraggled and sort of stressed out. Uh, in the background, through the static, you can see what looks to be sparks flying from consoles on the wall and that, and he says... Um, the audio then fades in at that point and says, Repeat, this is Captain Rana of USS Pelican. We are under attack by an unknown ship. Please respond. Open handling frequencies. Uh, Sorik presses another couple of keys on that and then gives you the nod that the channel is now open. You were under attack, weren't you? Is that what you said? Yeah, under attack from an unknown ship. Um, oh, is that, that, that's your low-key way of answering the thing? No announcing the... Uh, <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. I'm very impressed with the uh, gentle way you answer these. <laughs> You're right. This is, this is Captain K. McCarthy. Quiet, all of you. It's there, my am Captain. This is Captain K. McCarthy uh, of the USS Aristotle. What can we do to help? Anything? No. You're probably all right on your own, aren't you? We're quite busy, actually. There's a kind of pause on the other end of the transmission, and um, the, uh, the captain uh, ran up. Date tonight. <laughs> uh, no, captain ran is on the other side. He kind of pauses for a second. He's sort of zivy, sort of squinting at his own screen. And says, please, "Captain McCarthy, is it? Please, please help. We, we are only a transport ship. We cannot survive much longer under this assault." Haven't you got any phasers? No, we are, uh, we are, we are only a uh, um, Antares class transport. We. We don't carry much armament. Well, it's hardly my fault, is it? Did you ever think about the fact that maybe I had some plans tonight before you called in with this distress call? I'm very busy. Uh, are you Are you not a Starfleet vessel? I think we should go and help. Let's go maximum warp. What do you say, Hesno? Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. Or Shale, I don't know if you're in some That's you and I agree. <laughs> This is the one scene game where it's just very well. We're coming to help. Don't worry. We'll be there in five. There's <laughs> no uh, sticks and some coordinates and hits the thing. Sure, you may need to make it a check to see if okay. you can go to warp properly. Oh, um, this is my first time out the gate, lads. Yeah, well, let's, well, let's see if we can roll this. It should be an easy one, it's just like, it's a possibility that because you're pretty skilled in it, you could generate some momentum. Ooh. That's good. Sorry, can't go to warp. We're gonna have to leave you behind. <laughs> I'm working on it, sir. Let's just say, uh, make a. Um, this would be a control con check. It's only going to be difficulty one, so roll your two dice and. Uh, okay, control con together is eleven. Eleven. That's way more than eleven. Okay. Thirty-seven. Uh, what, what did both of the, each of the dice say? It's a twenty and a seventeen. Okay, that's not good. Okay, <laughs> okay, wait. Do you need I'm... to go back to the academy, Enzo? Oh, hey, I am. I'm getting there. Okay, so the twenty gives you uh, what's called a complication. Okay. Um, so you can choose to succeed. We'll call this. Uh, this is the first in introduction of um, the idea of momentum and threat. You can still choose to succeed, but I would gain a threat point. Mm -hmm. The complication is that maybe you push the engines a little bit too hard, which may come back later on to haunt you guys. 
Ooh. We'll see how that goes. Okay. Okay. But you, do you want to do that? Choose to succeed at, at cost? Uh, yeah, we can handle with yeah. compromised engines, right? We'll fix it later. We'll fix it later? Yeah. Okay. So, there's a... The ship... This isn't the smoothest transition to warp you've ever made. <laughs> um, the, uh, the ship, if anything, feels like it jumps suddenly and... Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not a full-on, like ship is hit and you're flying across the bridge stumbling around but it, it it's definitely not the smooth transition to walk that um a lot of you are used to um sorry okay oh, sorry <laughs> sorry so the, sh the ship transitions to warp you disengage the initial dampness <laughs> <laughs> from, uh, a couple of seconds pass and uh there's a, a beeping on the comm console and um rather angry sounding voice comes from the uh your well the, the comm by your chair um, Commander McCarthy says, I don't know what's going on up there, but you lot have just nearly blown out our whole wall coil. Blame Mr. Esno for that. Snuffing to do with me. Uh, okay, so the voice continues. Well, Mr. Esno can come down here and help me fix the bloody thing. Zollock's out. I've just so sat down. <laughs> <laughs> just warming the seat. It's my first day. It's my first day. <laughs> So get those legs are moving. Don't engineering with you. Yeah. Oh, not this second. I mean, okay. it's kind of like a, it's a threat of like later on he can help you. All right. I'll, <laughs> no, don't go yet. I'll uh, I'll change my shirt later on. Make sure I'm wearing yellow or something. Yeah. Oh, I've, I've rearranged your shirt patch. You'd be have some time in it. Okay. Very good. Time. Yeah. So the distress call is coming from pretty much the same star system that you're you're just passing anyway. Um, at uh, warp seven, it would take you half an hour to get there. Uh, warp nine, five minutes. What what warp factor are you choosing to go for? How urgent are you feeling this? I mean, you've got your date coming up tonight, apparently. What's the highest warp factor we can go? You can go warp nine, but it would really strain the engines, which are already under strain. Warp nine. Warp nine. <laughs> Do you think oh. that's wise? Maybe not. But I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so, Putting a lot of me I disagree with this. I believe we should compromise to go maybe an eight. What's the middle? I mean, you, you could go at one and it would take you maybe nine months to get there. Yeah. Nine months? Well, we one is, uh, one one is, is just light speed. Yeah. Just light speed. Oh. Yeah. Slow poke. Nine. All right. The ship struggles to reach warp nine with the uh, the twenty that you rolled earlier. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. It's um. You you do make it there though. It it's takes nine. roughly five to ten minutes to get across the system, um, to get there at this at this speed. Arriving though, you find the no sign of an attacking vessel, but drifting in space, kind of just slowly rotating along its kind of axis is a, um, a damaged-looking Antares-type um, freighter. The uh, lifeforms. Scanning for lifeforms? Yeah. Sure, okay. So, make a... Um, this would be a... I think a reason science check. Reason? Never. Okay, so here's, here's where the cool thing comes in. Because you're on the ship and you're using the ship sensors, another one of you can also roll another dice using the ship's stats. So, Paul, if you roll your two dice for your check, any colours? Yep, and yeah. any in the in the twenties, and um, yeah, any one of the other ones of you can use a sensors engineering check using that you need to get below ten. On I'll just roll two of these. Okay. Yeah, so I'm oh no, just just the one as the uh, the ship. Um, 
Sorry. the ship kind of assisting, essentially. Okay, so we throw them at the same time? Yeah. Okay, so I've got 34, and that I had a... Is that a 14 and a 20? Yeah. Yeah, okay. What was your... My combined uh, thing was 17. 17, okay, so that's one success from yours. But we, you count the dice separately, you don't add them together. It's just oh, you, yeah. you get two chances to get a success, essentially. Oh, okay. I'll get one of them, yeah. Yeah. I've got a 12. A 12. So the ship sensors aren't particularly helpful in this case. Um, they, they're working, you do get the one success. Yeah. Um, but that 20 is going to come back and haunt again. That's another <laughs> sort of critical fail. You guys are. If this was D&D, if this, if this was D&D you guys would be rolling really high and great. But yeah. 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 Well, <laughs> The Aristotle is a new ship, and it hasn't been quite broken yeah. yet. Yeah, it's, 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 it's just been refitted. Um, the systems are still on their first shakedown. I wish I'd been assigned to the Enterprise. <laughs> they, they turned down your transfer request. <laughs> well, you're the Aristotle now, so you better buck up your ideas. <laughs> <laughs> He's the real man, right? Yeah. Yeah. Who's, uh, who's captain the Enterprise at this? Uh, this would be Kirk. Yeah. This is, although, no. Um, Spock. Is anyone the captain of the Enterprise? Yeah, Captain Spock, because he's, uh, he's at the training. Like, he's dead at this point. Well, um, okay, so then it's, it's kind of like nobody's really captain. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's, it's, we're kind of in limbo. We're pretty much as... Yes, search for Spock. Yes, search for Spock is basically happening concurrent with I this. See. Yeah. Like, search for Spock. So you'd rather yeah. be here than that, basically, <laughs> if you're a review of that film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Already I know where I want to be, and it's the Aristotle. Yeah, well, that's right. That's right. Don't want to get you, Fresno. Yeah. yeah. Fresno. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so you're, the the sensors kind of glitch out on you, but you 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 do sort of get them working. You can't detect any life forms on board the uh, on board the ship. The sensors do pick up what seems to be some damage on the exterior, though. Can we see what kind of damage? From uh, we'd need to have uh, another sensors check for this. A more focused kind of checking for exterior hull damage check rather than just a general life. Life forms check would be different from a damage yeah. check. Are the shields down? Uh, the shields do appear to be down. I'm not going to have you roll for that because that's just general. Yeah, but we could be report and find to see and take a visual check of it. Mm-hmm. If you if you like. The okay, volunteering for our ROI. Well, no, I thought we could just send somebody, like, along. I'm, just, I'm happy here in the warm bed bay. Why do I sense by somebody? You mean me. Well, there's a chance for you to atone for, like, your poor driving. At, at this point, uh, Captain Page walks in from his ready room and says, uh, Right, report. Sir! Um, there's a ship over there. I, we're thinking about going on it or something. Feel like going into any more details there, Commander? Uh, it's damaged. They put out a distress call, but... It's probably not worth worrying about, so... I expect you want us to uh, turn around and go home. That's that's not really the attitude, is it, McCarthy? Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> Very well, uh... It's like we almost destroyed the front of the front! bloody rat! Like, immediately turning on each other. <laughs> no, he called himself Captain. Well, I think, you know, we, we probably should take that, like, narrow beam sensor sweep to see what the hell damage is. He's talking Very, sense. Very well. Uh, okay, go ahead. Okay. Uh, basically, if you want to do that, make the same check again. So this would be a re- reason... Uh, I get, oh, and I guess it would be more of an engineering check if you're looking for Ooh, damage. Well, yes. So, reason engineering, although you, you're running the sensors, so it's oh, up no, to you. Well, I, well, okay, I'm just... Can I get, delegate that off to him? You, you can do if you want, okay. so uh, calling him over from the <laughs> from the helm. Would you be okay to just run this check for us? Yes, sir. I've forgotten how to do it. 
Okay, so somebody else could, again, roll another one and try and get under 10 for the ship's... Okay. Um, so okay. reason and engineering. Yes, yeah. please. Yeah. Yeah. 12 and 12. 12 12. Pretty good. It's two successes. And 10. And 10. Mm. Uh, yeah, equal. So yeah, okay, so you've got three successes on that. Yeah. We're back on course. Yeah, back on track. You, um, <laughs> so the, the focus scan reveals um, what looks to be some kind of um, disruptor damage along the side. You would detect type. With with the roll you got with the two successes, I will say you you are able to recognise it does look, and especially with your specialised knowledge, yes, you would recognise this does look to be the result of Klingon disruptor fire. Yes, and my understanding of Klingons, they do like a little bow every now and again. So this is kind of. The side of the neutral zone, though, is yeah. something fishy is up. Yeah. If they want a bow, we'll give them one. Isn't that right, Captain? C- calm down, Commander. Um, we will get, We will defend the neutral zone, but um, we haven't got any answers just yet. I will lead a party over there, and we will find out what's up over there on the on the transport. Um, Ejno, come with me. Oh, yes, sir. Okay. <laughs> so he leaves you in command, uh, and you also on the bridge, um, Dr. Rocher. <laughs> So heading down to the, um, another ensign comes in sta- takes your place at the helm. You know, the, the unnamed ones that always step in whenever a main character steps out of frame. <laughs> to Don't go mess something up else. my seat, I've got to just hold you got it. you got it reclined properly and everything, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've so, also got some snacks under the seat, don't touch that. Don't touch my... I've only been here a while, but I've stopped it. Space, Jelly beans. Space Raiders. Yeah, Space Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so he lead... We're, we're, we're going to split into two separate scenes here then, really, so... Um, let's follow first then, the captain and Ejno. You head down to the transporter room. You are met by a uh, security officer who you recognize from your orientation as um, security officer Kappa. Kappa, how do? He, he, he just kind of nods at you, he's like, Anson. Your name. <laughs> what was your name? Your name. Uh, he's, he's also an ensign. He's ensign Kappa. Kappa. Yeah, yes. security he's officer. It's spelled more like C A P P E R, but yeah, like it's sort of. Kappa, so he's taking pictures of you all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rather than like, he's not like full on yeah, hanging out at Chelsea's. a shopping centre. Yeah. 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 I mean, you don't know what he does in his off time, but possibly. Well, he's in uniform. He's in, yeah. You see out the sweatpants. <laughs> well, now that we're not on the first movie era, it's less of the the onesie the sort onesies, of yeah. suit. Yeah. So the three of you step onto the transporter pad. Mm-hmm. Um, the captain um, hands you a, a small hand phaser, which you've already got in your equipment. To uh, yeah. be prepared, Anson. We don't know what we're going to find over there. On it. Okay. So the th- three of you beam over. Going back to the bridge, you, the, the data is fed to the two of you. You realize you, you see your, the away team beam over. It's all a little bit tense on the bridge there. It's, um, this is an odd situation. Nice to see the captain out from behind his comfy desk, eh, Ferrero? Oh, a very brave man. Why <laughs> <laughs> you get your tongue out of his ass, <laughs> <laughs> Because I have an eye on my career, unlike you. You should be happy with second base, but I want the top chair. <laughs> Remember your place, Ferrero. I'm still your first officer. Yeah. 
We need to keep a very careful watch out. The Klingon ship may be in the area. Should we keep our shields up? That's up to you. Um, what do you think? Yeah, sure. If the shields are up, you can't transport through them. I know, but we, we've given up on that already. <laughs> <laughs> Can you not transport back if we've got the shields up? No. Shields up. No, no, no. <laughs> Hang on a second. Like, maybe we just keep a. Uh, we're on yellow alert, aren't we, at the moment? Going right? to yellow alert? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. For real, the, the captain never comes back. I become captain. Shields. <laughs> okay, the shields go up. Um, probably, you know, not a bad decision, considering, you know, there's been an attack and that, you're, you're being prepared. I'm not entirely sure your motivations behind doing it are that noble, but um, <laughs> we'll see how this goes. I'm sure Starfleet will look upon my actions as the kind of actions a true captain would make. Letting his superior officer die so he could advance into his, his chair. <laughs> Save the rest. But I, I'm really worried about Ezno. That's the truth. <laughs> we've got nobody to fly the ship. He doesn't even make a cup of coffee. <laughs> Over over in the uh, the communications station, she doesn't say anything, but um, Lieutenant Sorek just raises an eyebrow, kind of in a in a Vulcan way. You know, you know how I'm talking about. Yeah, she got yeah. that she got that Spock eyebrow going. She's got the yeah, <laughs> Lieutenant, you're just jealous. You're not making the coffees anymore. <laughs> she says, "Yes, Commander. I uh, I find it most disagreeable to be able to do the job that I trained to do." <laughs> Out of you. <laughs> I like to think that your character also popped open a bottle of water at that point and just drank it. <laughs> I've just got it, I've just got a bottle holder. Like, all you need oh to do to like, do the, the trifecta of like a kind of an arsehole is just bite into an apple at this point. <laughs> okay, so let's cut back over to Ezno, um, the captain, and uh, Ensign Kappa. You, you rematerialize on board the, um, the transport and it's immediately apparent that there's been some kind of fighting going on here. The, there's, uh, the lighting is flickery and uh, emergency lighting is on. Um, sparks are still flying from a couple of the, the panels on the wall, but there's no immediate sounds of any people or anything. It does seem sort of, other than the damage sounds, it sounds eerily quiet. I've seen this in the movie, Captain, and it never ends well. A movie, eh? Well, perhaps you can recommend me a couple. Well, we get back. I'm more That's of a, my promise to you. Thank you. I'm, I'm more of a comedy man myself. Oh, well, this is pretty the, funny as well. The, the classics. <laughs> it's uh, best to, best to keep... Dumb and Dumb and Seven. <laughs> <laughs> when Harry cloned Lloyd. Um, <laughs> what a classic. Um, says, but we'd better keep our wits about ourselves. Um, he leads the way down the corridor. You guys have kind of beamed into sort of a main area, but not on the bridge. Um... Are, are, you, are you sort of sneaking along? How are you kind of thinking of um, moving around? Yeah, kind of quite stealthily and keeping an eye out. Stealthily, out. yeah. I think me, me and Capra are kind of flanking the captain, I think. Mm -hmm. Weapons drawn? Weapons drawn. Yeah. All right, okay. Um, can I get a... I guess this would be... I guess this would be control security, because I'm kind of... You're doing a sort of... You know, control is you kind of keeping control of yourself. You're trying mm -hmm. not to make a lot of noise, and security is because you're sort of 
trying to be stealthy and get yeah. around and that. that that's my thinking on cool. that. I'll roll for Kappa as well. Uh, control 7, security 4. Seven one. Seven one. Yeah. So oh, you got the one. So that's the that's a critical. So that's you got three successes on that. So that's pretty good. Um, so yeah, you are you are stealthy as all heck. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm gonna roll for Kaffer, who is a security mouse. officer. He may or may not completely screw this up. Although he did fail on the one dice, uh, but he he got the one success. So he's not quite as stealthy as you are, um, but he's. Uh, no, he's, he's not terrible. He's not like he's not like he's stepping in buckets or anything like that. Baby steps, Kappa. Come on. The captain as well. I got uh, it, it. You know, is at least as stealthy as you. So that, that's pretty good. Um, so making your way down the corridor, the uh, the door to the bridge looks to be halfway open. It's sort of slid partway into the wall, and it's sort of so there's a, there's a gap there. It's not fully open. You can see through though into the bridge. Completely deserted still. From, from what you can see, a uh, sort of cursory look through the door does reveal like what looks to be some kind of small weapon damage on the consoles and that you can see, but you, to get through the door you're going to have to force your way through. Okay. Yeah, I'll, uh, yeah, Esno does what it takes to get in there. Is that a case of just crawling in? Uh, it's up to you. How are you, how are you going to try and get through? The, the door, um, there's a gap of about a foot. Okay, um, I want to run up to it. And Indiana Jones slide my ass through that thing. Okay, well it's it's open sideways rather than up. Uh, um, okay, I slam into the wall and back up again. Yeah. Uh, diving headfirst through. Headfirst through just in the small gap. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, make a. Oh, what would this be? Again, kind of fitness, fitness security, I guess. Okay. Thirteen. Three. Sounds good. And eighteen. Okay. Bad. So not. You, you make it through, but you sort of scrape your arm a little bit. And it's, you, you, you tear your uniform trying to get through on a particularly oh, sharp bit of it. Not like a full-on like <laughs> like shoulder out and everything, but like there's a tear on the arm it's, of your I slowly arm of your jacket it to make it a bit worse. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is it. This is my this is my chance. Your blood. Yeah. <laughs> um, you are you, you find yourself on the bridge now. Um, the captain and uh, Kappa follow you through. The place again appears to be deserted. Let's cut back to the other two. Um, again, it's, it's, it's kind of, you, you're finding it odd still that it's a little sort of eerily quiet. It was a pretty quick response time from you guys to getting here. Um, uh, are you staying in communication contact with the away team as you as yeah. they're there? Communication channel is constantly open. Yeah. Is, is there any interference with the line? No, there doesn't appear to be. You can, you can sort of hear. Well, we've got a lock on you with transports. The moment we see anything up, we're going to beam you back. We have to drop the shield to do that. But well, keep, keep an eye out. We don't want to be trapped over here. Let's keep those shields up for now. <laughs> okay. Um, at this stage, there is a little bit of a weird kind of um, beeping starts coming from your from your sensor station. Can I get a reason? Uh, I guess reason science. Yeah, check. I can yeah. do that one. So run, so run, check that out. Yeah, and somebody want to roll for the ship as well. Okay. Yeah. This is a, again an under ten percent check. McCarthy. So we've got. Uh, I've got oh, a combined score about sixteen. So D don't combine them. Don't combine them. Yeah, no, no, just, no, I've yeah. got my score at sixteen. Oh right, okay. It's Twelve and twenty. I've okay. Terrible. So many twenties being rolled. <laughs> I've got we've fourteen. Got yeah. Three, the uh, so the ships. Uh, Helping doesn't really help. Uh, basically, with the ship, it's like you get an extra dice to roll because you're using the ship systems, essentially. You do just about the the ship. You turn around to look at your screen just to 
just in time to notice what seems to be some kind of a little bit of a weird kind of sensor echo but you can't narrow down exactly where it is you can't pinpoint a direction or a distance or anything it just the, the sensors for a second there seem to pick up something yeah I think we might be tracking a cloaked ship a cloaked vessel of some sort what we should do what can we do for our we just need to keep an eye on it Make sure our torpedo bays are loaded and ready, and phaser banks charged to full in case we need to get any scrapes. Sounds good. Can you do all that? Well, you can keep the sensors up, and that there's uh, there's uh, other crewmen are on the the other stations at the moment. But yes, okay. we we can. I think the crew can handle that. I think. Delegate, yes. doing yourselves. I mean, they've all already got their jobs. They're all at their stations. But excellent. You know what you're doing. They know. This is what you train for. They seem to know their job, unlike you, sir. There's <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of back talk going on, but I like it. Ferrero, I'll write you up. In a <laughs> I, do you want me to show you how to do that? <laughs> <laughs> I like the I like the dynamic. It's really just like you're constantly threatening each Two other. Two points of Gryffindor. That's what you do, right? <laughs> Okay, so uh, cutting back again. We're cutting back. This is um, this is some fast editing on this scene, I guess. <laughs> um, on the bridge, uh, none of the consoles are functioning. Uh, none of the command consoles are functioning. But you do, you are able to sort of get a couple of them working. And uh, Ensign Kappa brings up uh, a crew manifest, and this ship um, was supposed to have twenty crew members aboard. No sign of anyone as far as you can see. The internal sensors aren't working, however. So, so we've got no way of seeing where anyone is. No. Uh, Captain, where would where would you put the crew in an emergency on a ship like this? Well, I wouldn't abandon my bridge unless it was absolutely necessary. So this is already a little odd. So saying but it looks they are, bad. It looks... <laughs> it, well, you saw how the ship was drifting when we arrived, so yes. this is a little bad. Um, did you say they were already under attack when um, we were when we received the distress call? From yeah, them? I think it was just going down. Just going they, down. Because he seemed to have, from what we could see, there was already damage behind him, from what we could see on the screen. So yeah, I think they were in the middle of it or towards the end. Of very well, well so. this, this happened very quickly then. Hmm. Hmm. This is strange. You know, the speed that we got here, you'd think there would be somebody here but still, if not a wounded or a dead body. Yeah, there's no bodies at all. Not as far as you can see in the in the room or anything. Um, and you didn't see any in the corridor area. It's not, it's not a big ship. Um, there's only really a couple of decks and then a main kind of cargo hold area. Um, there's an engineering section at the back. But, um, yeah, it's not like... I mean, you're kind of used... To, I mean, you're new, but you're kind of, you've gotten used to the Aristotle, which is a, a constitution class, same as the mm -hmm. Enterprise. So, it's, you know, there's many decks, many, you know... Uh, this isn't like that at all. This is it's a small ship compared to what you used to. There's not as many places that people could be in. Kappa, should we head down to the cargo bay and see what's there? See what they're hauling. Okay. Uh, That's where you came from, wasn't it? That's where you beamed in. Uh, you kind of beamed into a corridor, sort of um, just sort of rear of the of the of the main bridge, um, kind of a larger sort of common area. That's. Um, I mean, actually, you could probably. It, it kind of looks a bit more like a kind of mess area sort of thing. Ships logs, maybe there's anything swinging in there, maybe mm. like an abandoned yeah, ship. Yeah, Capo, have you, what have you got else on that screen? Anything good? Uh, well, there's plenty of stuff here for me to, 
to you know we could, we could to go through this is, this could take some time but yeah. uh, can you check the most recent log? Uh, sure, sure. He um, I'm gonna I, again making checks all over the place here, but might as well because otherwise why even bother with the dice? Yeah, he's he's able to bring up um, the latest log. Uh, just it takes uh, thirty seconds or so to watch through it. It doesn't appear to be relevant. To, there's no kind of oh my god we're under attack this is my final will and testament sort it's of thing it's no like they are coming no <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah it's it's not like a, not, nothing like that it does appear to be kind of just a sort of fairly routine sort of we stopped off at um, stopped off at this planet we picked up a load of um, foodstuffs and uh, services yeah we, we pulled in an Exeter services and got ginsters stopped off yeah um, <laughs> but yeah it, it seems to be a fairly routine log and um, a couple of minutes later he's able to bring up a itinerary and it does appear that yeah they were just kind of on their, their usual route this does it I mean it's quite a close route to the edge of the neutral zone anyway but still you're on the Federation side of it you're not in the neutral zone this shouldn't have been too dangerous for them so it's, it's a little odd hmm shady shenanigans I think whatever happened here happened fast and moved on or either they're still just out there um, can we get a message back to the Aristotle to say, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Communication channels seem to be, yeah, no Hello, problems. Aristotle? This is Fred Roche speaking. Ah, Roche, good man. Um, so there's not a whole lot going on here, and by that I mean it could be a lot going on here. Mm. It's one or the other. Sounds like an ancient Earth movie. <laughs> sphere. Sphere. <laughs> We've got a sphere situation here. It's uh, a full-on sphere happening, people. <laughs> we suspect Klingon shenanigans here. Is there any other scans or checks you can do? Well, we're detecting something very odd out here. Oh, really? Yeah, we're, we're being cautious. The shields are up, but we can take them down to get you out of there. Is there anything else we can do to wrap up? I don't know. I think, I think we can check around the ship a little bit longer. The captain chimes in at this point. And says, uh, "Keep the shields up for now. We don't want um, we don't want to lose the Aristotle just because we were being cautious about our lives." Oh, don't worry, Captain. They're staying up. <laughs> that's uh, that's a little, little morbid there. A little, a little creepy. <laughs> a little ominous there. Is there space enough for the um, for, to use the tractor beam to bring the ship into our cargo bay? Or is it too it's big? too big for your cargo bay, definitely. Um, but you could tow it. Where's the nearest starbase? Uh, a couple of light years away. It would take some time. Yeah. Tow it, Ferreira. What are we, the AA? The <laughs> <laughs> Andorian Armada. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, Captain, we haven't renewed our green flag policy. So. <laughs> what about this cloaked ship? That's well, what I'm well, worrying about. As if it is a cloaked ship. Well, you said it was a cloaked ship, didn't you, Ferreira? I said that it may be a cloaked ship. Fair Roche goes into the station and Googles like how he can commit a certain member of the crew. <laughs> you can call down to the doctor if you like. Well, I am kind of the doctor. Aren't I? Well, I mean, sort of, yeah. You, but you're, you're, you're more kind of a science <laughs> science officer. The do- yeah. <laughs> I mean, every it's ship. Almost like the only one who can watch ancient Earth movies, Ferrero. <laughs> Sounds like you're trying to pull a Crimson Tide on me. <laughs> uh, can I grab Kappa and go check out engineering? That's the other. Area. Sure. Yeah, the captain gives you his. Uh, he says, uh, "Stay, stay in, stay in contact." I'm going to check out the captain's ready. We'll do. Yeah, definitely. I agree. You can definitely come and walk around, split it up. 
<laughs> hey, I ain't that stupid. Captain's coming with me. Yeah. Captain stays. <laughs> yeah. The captain, yeah, he, he, he goes off into what looks to be the kind of captain's room and says, uh, stay in contact. Will do. Okay, uh, right. At this point, you, uh, uh, Commander Rocher, you get a another sign of this sensor echo on it on your on your sensors um, on your on your screen. Uh, would you like to try and narrow it down at all? Yes, I yes. would like to try and narrow it down. Okay, so I'm going to be combining. This would be, I guess, control. Um, yeah. I don't science. know. Actually, maybe. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, this might be like, yeah, because reason science would be more of it was like an engineering or science problem kind of thing. Yeah. Control, because you're kind of really trying to work the system. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, control science. Let's go to control science. Okay, so I've got to beat a uh, 14. 14, yeah. Okay. Three. Pretty good. Three. Pretty good. Okay, do you want to go for the third yeah. one? This is a difficulty. Five. Difficulty five. Uh, cool, yeah. So that's three successes. This was going to be a difficulty three check. I should be at this point. That's one thing I forgot to do. I should be telling you the difficulty of the got checks more before you. Now. Uh, no, it was a difficulty three check. So you've um, that you've just hit the amount that you you needed to pass it. Yeah. You gain momentum if you have more successes than you needed. This is I I forgot to do it earlier with the earlier ones. I should be telling you the difficulty of the check every time you make it. Right. So, but that was difficulty three check, and you you passed it. You are able to narrow down that the 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 echo seems to be moving in kind of a, a sort of circling pattern around um, the Aristotle and the the pelican are, are quite close to each other you've kind of come alongside it does appear to be sort of circling round in kind of like a, a loop around the two of you off to your the ship's kind of uh, I guess like you're, you're kind of it's currently at kind of your 10 o'clock if you're looking forward sort of thing so again, you can't. It's not enough to lock on, but you're able to kind of get a direction at least. Are we able to kind of broadcast a message out? You can broadcast in the clear if you like. Yeah. Do you think we should just sort of bluff and say that we we've got an unidentified vessel? We see you on our screens. We need to speak up. Yeah. Sounds like a good idea. To I think we call it bluff. Just could be like knock it off. Yeah. <laughs> yes. For once in your life, you're right, Ferreira. Let's do that. Okay, uh, Lieutenant Sorek opens a channel, if, presuming that's what you're you're doing. Yes. Yes. She gives you a slight head turn nod to say that the channel is open. Okay. Greetings from the USS Aristotle. We can detect you on our sensors. Identify yourself or face the consequences. Uh, make a... This would be a a presence presence command check. This is going to be again a difficulty three, I think. So I grab two dice. Two dice. Um, I don't know. This isn't really anything. The ship can help with something. The ship doesn't really. Ha oh, it's got communication. So I guess you can add communications command to it. So <laughs> someone someone else roll the other one, and oh. you got to get below an eleven. Okay. To get below an eleven. Yeah. I've got a 15 and is that a 9 or a 6? Oh, yeah. That is, that's a 9. Uh, this isn't a very good dice, is it? Okay. You can't see anything. I'll take this out of the pool because it's... Yeah. Okay. So, and so what's... What so was a 9 and a 15. This was a uh, command... Uh, this was a uh, presence command. Presence command, so that's a 15 altogether. So, so okay, yeah, you just... 
15, a 3, and a 9. So, okay. There's a moment of pause, and an audio-only transmission comes through. The voice is tough to identify, although it's, it's obviously... doesn't sound friendly. Um, voice comes through and goes, Federation Patak, the days of the Klingon Empire being held back by your neutral zone are over. Kicha! I don't like the sound of what you're saying. My words were not meant to be pleasing, honorless scum. Are you starting on us? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to take this outside? Um, <laughs> Into the cold, nothingness. Man on man, sword on sword, in space. Um, no, um, yeah. um, at this point, Commander Roche, uh, your sensor panel suddenly lights up with the signal of a decloaking Klingon bird of prey along the starboard bow. Yeah. <laughs> it does. It appears to be bearing down on you, and it does uh, seem to be, you know, it's a kind of combat speed. It's not kind of just hanging there. Okay, so this is... Why is no one moving? <laughs> I'm down here, sir. So, okay, this is... Um, we're going to enter a combat situation here, so this is a little different. I didn't get a chance to be diplomatic. <laughs> You're a friend of us. This is no time for diplomacy forever. Okay, um, okay, so this is a tricky situation because you, you've got the unshielded ship in front of you with your captain on it and two of your other crew members. Except all losses <laughs> in a war situation. It's a bit harsh, but... It's probably what talking about. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Um, okay, so Star Trek Avengers is a little bit different to say D&D. In D&D you'd be rolling initiative to see who goes first. Star Trek Avengers, it's kind of a little bit more freeform. You guys have got... A, the, 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 the enemy don't have a compelling reason to go first because you guys have seen them there. They haven't caught you by surprise. But the way it kind of goes is we kind of go turn by turn. So like, um, one of you would go first, then the Klingons would get a go. Um, if you don't spend any momentum to keep the initiative, it's sort of you'd get a go, then the Klingons can get a go, then you'll get a go, and the Klingons can get a go. If you've got momentum, you can spend it to hang on to the initiative, so you'd have a go, then someone else on your team would have a go. But as you haven't got any momentum at this point, that's we'll, we'll get to that yeah. <laughs> sort of thing. Um, but yeah, so uh, which one of you would like to act first then in this situation? I will act first. You will act first. I always. Okay. <laughs> in any combat situation, you can make what's called a, a major action and a minor action. Minor actions are generally kind of, if it was like a hand-to-hand -hand combat situation, it would be like readying your weapon or aiming or something like that. In a space situation, because you've all got your own stations, you've all got different things you can do. Um, obviously, you're not on the ship at the moment, so that's going to come in. Okay, so as the commanding officer, you can, basically your responsibility in space combat is to give orders. There's a few different things you can do as tasks. That's what I'm good at. Yeah. <laughs> at this point, the two that are going to be most uh, effective are um, directing the other people on the bridge to do things, um, and sort of attempting to sort of in inspire. Um, you can kind of, you can generate momentum that way by kind of basically getting everybody sort of like kind of riled up to be like let's do this sort of thing um, so it's kind of up to you yeah you... yeah 
Let's rash a rug for a minute. The arrow that airlocks so quick. So, uh, so yeah, you can you can kind of you, you can sort of direct the uh, direct what the Aristotle was doing. You are you're in the chair, sort of thing at this point. Um, as I say, you you can kind of do your rallying thing, or you can give an order to somebody, and they'll carry it out when it comes back to them, sort of thing. Okay. So, so do I need to roll some dice? Or uh, depends. What, what are you What are you doing? Um, can we fire on the ship yet? You can give the order to fire on the ship, and then when it comes around to the tactical officer, they'll fire. Um, it's t- it's not like we can fire every time it comes to you. It's more sort of you are actually because you're just playing your character rather than the ship. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah. You can kind of you could spend your time giving orders like a bit of specifically what you wanted, like. The sensors officer or the tactical officer to do. Um, so I'm guessing you're on the sensors as the science station kind of thing. Um, the, as I said, the other thing you can do is uh, kind of rallying. So you're kind of insp- inspiring. The, the description on this is the commanding officer inspires and coordinates the crew, and you attempt a presence plus command task with difficulty of zero um, to generate momentum. So that might be helpful because then you can kind of keep the initiative later, like when it comes to the people who are firing and that. Right. Okay. Be, so. Being in the chair, it's more of a kind of directing and kind of like inspiring thing rather than you're the guy who's firing the weapons and, and that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then when it comes around to them, you're sort of because at the moment on the bridge, only Paul is the other player on the. Everyone else on there is kind of me being the other people. Who would do the job of locking on? Um. I think that just kind of comes around to tactical, so okay. they, they could kind of just lock on and fire. So I can just that throw way. orders out of people left, right, and center. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah it's, uh, that you don't have to lock on separately by the looks of things. So yeah, you could give it. You could give the orders to fire on your turn. I mean, we can keep it as far. It doesn't need to be like how we're going to spend five minutes per turn. We could literally just be like, I spend my turn giving the order to fire, then we'll throw it back to them, and we, you know. I think let's 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 get let's get it going. I reckon. Yeah. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we're in a warlike situation. Lock on and fire. Very well. Okay, so at this point we go back because we go back and forth between one of you and the Klingons and back and forth. The Klingons, uh, I'm going to say, at this point they're still a little bit at range, so they're they're going to spend their turn uh, flying in closer. We don't need to sort of be too rigid about who's going as so long as every every crew member gets a go before we go back to you. So would you like, Paul, would you like to have a go or would you like the tactical officer to have a go first as you ordered fire? Um, I think um, there's a few things you can do. Yeah, if you're in a couple Yeah, if you're in sensor operations, we'll say that's probably about right because that's what you've been doing. Yeah. Um, you've got a few more things you can do compared to sitting in the command chair. You can do a sensor sweep, which is just kind of a general sort of looking for stuff around the ship that's going on. Yeah. Um, you can scan for weaknesses on a specific vessel, yeah. which seems fairly useful. very useful. The other thing you can do is launch a probe, which again may not be a huge help in this particular I situation. I think do a sweep with a different vessel. Scan for weaknesses? Scan for weaknesses. Okay, so this is a, uh, a difficulty of one, and this would be a control plus science. Science. I've got a 14 on that. That's not bad. And somebody it can be assisted by um, the ship's sensors plus security. So, okay. so five. Twelve. Okay, so that's two successes. 
11 so sensors plus security uh, yeah it's an 11 on the ship sensors and security so that's three successes yes so it's a difficulty one so you gain two momentum for the group to spend okay so um, scanning for weaknesses so our next attack before the end of your next turn gains a piercing quality ignoring some of the target's damage resistance that's pretty good you get a, a little bonus for the, the ship's next attack. Um, it does roll onto the Klingons now. What kind of sh- Klingon ship is it? It is. Uh, it's one of the smaller bird of prey types. Um, I've seen it. Uh, Voyage home. Oh. Um, but that kind of yeah yeah. So the the Klingons are going to attempt to fire on you. Um, this is a difficulty two. They are firing with their disruptors. Uh, one of those is a twenty. So one of them is ten, so that's, uh, they miss essentially, and um, they do have a they do have a complication which you don't know at this point essentially. That's just for pure openness for our listeners' sake. I rolled a twenty and a ten, so interesting. But they miss the ship. So now going back to the the tactical officer. They're able to fire back, so I'm going to... Well, I don't know. Should we say one of you can roll it in lieu rather than have me be just sitting here rolling dice? You yeah, can sure. You're the tactical okay. officer. So what's the so tactical officer? The, uh, well, I rolled one up for Ensign Kappa, but we'll use the same stats. Your tactical officer is Ensign Ritter. Um, so this would be a... Problem charge. Yeah. <laughs> control and security. And you've got to get uh, below a 13. We are 12. 12 uh, and second one. Four. Four. Okay, so yeah, that's a hit. Uh, oh, assisted by structure and engineering on the ship, so. Okay. A three? Yeah, that's definitely. Cool, okay, so that is a hit with the phases. I'm assuming you're firing phases. Uh, yeah, why not? He gave the order. Are you. Is phases the most uh, effective weapons we've got in our arsenal? Uh, with the enemy shields up, probably, yeah. Okay. Okay, so uh, you've, you've got to hit with your phasers. Now, the phasers on this ship, you've just gone through a refit. They're quite souped up. So you do quite a lot of, um, you've got quite a lot of potential for damage on this. Now, um, the way damage is calculated in um, in Star Trek Adventures is we roll uh, multiple six-sided dice. I've got a lot of them on the table there. You've got a 1 in 3 chance of doing 0 damage on those. You do damage on a 1, 2, 5 and 6, and 5 and 6 activate what's called an effect, which is a quality that's applied to the, the phases thing, which will, if you roll any 5s or 6s we'll, we'll get to that sort of thing. But other, otherwise than that, 1s and 2s are worth 1s and 2s, 5 and 6s are each worth 1 each when it comes to damage. So. No, that's quite a lot of complication, but we'll, we'll get to that. So, take three dice. No, uh, with this, because uh, your phase is quite suited up, you're actually rolling eight of those. You're rolling eight of these dice? Yeah. Okay. I've got two. Six. Okay, I've got six. So okay, so uh, discarding four, discarding threes and fours, uh, you've got... We're only discarding one, so... That's a four there. That's a four there. Yeah. Okay, so... Three of them don't do any damage. So we've got twos and three, uh, two twos, two fives, and a six. Okay, so let's just work out the numbers first. So you've got two, four, and these ones are worth one each, but they do activate the effect on the phases, which is, uh, according to this, is versatile. Versatile gives bonus damage. You've got versatile two on those phases, so each one of those 
instead of just counting for one, it's counting for three. So two, four, seven, ten, thirteen. That's a lot of damage. Okay, so the, the type of bird of prey has a shield of nine, resistance of three. So the, the way we calculate damage is um, the amount that they sustain is immediately take off um, their resistance value. So 13, so that's three gone already. 10 left. Uh, they only have a nine shield, so you immediately take out all their shields. The ship, as it's is going to suffer now what's called breaches. So this is a pretty good hit. You guys roll pretty high on this damage, to be honest. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, so they, they suffer one breach from Good shooting. Receiving five or more damage in one go. So you did that twice, technically, because that's ten left. So that's two breaches there. And the ship is, re ship is reduced to zero shields, so it suffers the third breach. Now this, this could be interesting here. So you've basically disabled the ship in the, that first volley. It's pretty good, because it, um, the... There's a thing here for rolling to see... Yeah, let's do that. Okay, so roll three... We got three breaches, so roll three of the 20-sided dice and we'll figure out which systems you guys hit and took out as you go. I'm imagining the sides blowing open and cling onto the second <laughs> 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 Which one do you roll? Uh, the, one. The, the white one. That's a nine. Oh, nine. 18. 18. And a four. Four, okay. So in your, your blasting phaser volley, taking these phasers out, for a, a test drive on their first go. You uh, have caused breaches on their engines, um, their sensors, and their weapons. So as we bring this first chapter to a close, the Aristotle uh, remains undamaged, but careening towards you through space, completely out of control, atmosphere and debris venting from a series of breaches along its hull, the Klingon bird of prey. Uh, what happens next is up to you guys. Okay, that's about going to do it for this episode. We hope you've enjoyed it. Be sure to tune in next time to see what happens next for the crew of the USS Aristotle. Uh, don't forget to go check out the Spotlight podcast. You can find them on iTunes, Podbean, or wherever you find your podcasts. You can also find the guys on social media, so go ahead and follow them on Twitter, at SpotlightPod. Uh, Liam is at LiamHDempsey, Matt is MattBrothers2, and Paul is GrooveDoctor85. Uh, you can also find Spotlight on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, we always want to hear your thoughts, comments and questions about this show and you can get in contact with us on Twitter and Facebook, both of which we are at Pretend With Dice. You can also email us directly at pretendingwithdice at outlook.com. Uh, if you're listening to us on iTunes, please, please, please rate and review us as well. Uh, it really helps us uh, to find new listeners and we, we really just want to hear what your guys' opinions are about the whole thing. Um, you know, are we doing a good job? Are, is it interesting? Uh, you know, are you sick of the sound of my voice yet? <laughs> uh, so once again, yeah, thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time.